And Remus, we, we're sorry that we're running a little behind today. I'd ask if you could state your full name for the record and then spell your first and last name for the record. Thank you for having me. My name is Remus Nasui. First name spelled R-E-M-U-S. Last name spelled N-A-S-U-I. And do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Now, my understanding is, is that you've been a paramedic since 2002. That's correct, yeah. And, uh, but you were working for a district that at the end of the day did not require vaccination. They did not force us, they gave us the option to test. Right, okay. So you haven't lo lost your job. I did not, know. Um, but you did um, come down with COVID and now you have natural immunity. That's correct, yeah. Now, but despite the fact that you didn't lose your job, there was um, a difference in how you were treated. And I'm wondering if you can share with this inquiry um, the difference in how you were treated. Of course, yes. Uh, we were given the opportunity to continue employment as long as initially during the, uh, during the first, during the second wave, the Delta wave, after the vaccines were rolled out and vaccine mandates became more and more prevalent, we were given the option to do a rat test once a week. And we had to submit that prior to coming to work to be allowed to fulfill our shifts. After the Omicron wave came, we were required to do a test prior to every shift. And these tests only applied to unvaccinated paramedics, despite knowing that uh, people who took the vaccines could still get infected and transmit the disease to others. Now, did you find um, there was a difference? So you're at work, you're in your paramedics uniform, and you're able to basically, I assume, go wherever you want. Uh, that's correct. Uh, during work, I was able to attend any venue or a, I could get on a plane or a train. Uh, I could go into an arena, a restaurant, a uh, gym if I was required to provide care. Uh, and then as soon as I finished my shift and went home, I was uh, basically treated like a leper. I was unable to enter any venue because I did not have a vaccine pass. So you kind of experienced two worlds whenever you were on shift as a paramedic. That's correct, yeah. Um, can you give us some examples of how it affected you not having a vax pass? Well, it prevented me from uh, traveling abroad to visit my father when he got sick. <clears throat> my family got kicked out of the um, recreation center that we attended for about two years prior because we were not vaccinated. So uh, I'll just flesh that out a bit. So your father was sick. Am I correct that you're an only child? That's correct. I'm the only child, yeah. And so, and it was somewhat serious. It was a blood clot. and he That's right. So um, how did that affect you, not being able to go and care for your father? It was tough. <clears throat> and then you spoke about um, this club. So you're not allowed to go. Are other family members that are not vaccinated allowed to go to this club? The, my son was under 12 years old at the time, and he was part of the tennis team, the elite tennis club there. 
<clears throat> so while me, my wife, and my daughter were uh, kicked out, my son was allowed to continue attending the club. Same household. So Absolutely. one member of your household could go and attend. That's right, yeah. And then come home. <laughs> but yep. no one else from the household could attend. That's correct, yeah. <clears throat> now, did the culture change at work? So... Um, after the vaccines and before the vaccines? Yeah, I would say it changed dramatically after the mandate rollout took place. The mandates and the vax pass really created a lot of division in the company. Uh, the majority of employees took the vaccines and I think it was either following the vax pass or an interview by our prime minister in Quebec where he labeled the unvaccinated as racist, misogynistic, extremist, that the attitude changed significantly even within my company towards those who did not take the vaccines. So, but specifically, how did it change? So, when you went to work, how did their, your co-workers treat you differently? Well, within my company specifically, there were co-workers that uh, approached management to refuse working with unvaccinated uh, colleagues. There were other co-workers that posted online things like, I hope that the unvaccinated colleagues get sick with COVID and do not get quarantine pay, <clears throat> which was our policy at, in our service at the time. We got 14 days off with quarantine pay. Mm -hmm. um, and just the, generally speaking, an animosity towards uh, people who chose not to do the right thing. And how did this make you feel? Awful. Now, you have um, some unique experience. In You lived in a communist country. I grew up in a communist country, yeah. And then uh, following that, you moved to South Africa while there was still apartheid. Uh, that's correct. I got there at the end of apartheid in 1991. And so having had those lived experiences, how did you feel about the vaccine passports coming out? <clears throat> to, be, to give you an example, when I lived in South Africa at the end of apartheid, before the transition took place, black, black people who lived or worked for uh, white households were bust in um, at the beginning of the week and they would spend the next two weeks in the household there with their employer master basically relationship and then they were given two three days every two weeks to go spend with their families back in their home but while they lived on site in the white household they were allowed to go and pick up items if the household needed them in the stores in the city but in order to be allowed to do that without fear of uh, arrest, they had to get a permit from their household owner that allowed them to leave the household and go into the city to purchase items. So they had to get basically a pass. Now, seeing that experience and knowing that that's wrong, because it's a discriminatory experience based on race, and we know it's not right to discriminate based on race, religion,
political ideology, gender, I think it's really wrong to discriminate against people based on their medical choice. And it kind of reminded me of that. Because without a fax pass, here, you were not allowed to enter a variety of places. In fact, you were really unwanted. Now, in your job as a paramedic, my understanding is, is that after the vaccines were rolled out in, um, I guess that would be 2021, mm -hmm. um, you noticed a change in both the number of calls and the type of calls. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that the change started in probably towards October, November of 2021, and then it accelerated in 2022. And what was the change? I noticed a significant increase in calls for palpitations, chest pains, uh, an increase in sudden, uh, well, in cardiac arrests, first time seizures, um, a lot more calls than I was previously used to, yeah. So what, when you say first time seizures, what do you mean? I mean a person that's had a seizure for the first time in their life, despite living 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of their life without any seizures prior. No seizure disorder. Is that uncommon? In my experience, yes. And when you were talking about um, cardiac issues, um, can you kind of give us a feel for how much of an increase you experienced? Well, uh, prior to 2021, I would probably come across a cardiac arrest once a week to once a month. And during 2022, when the booster rolled out, it became almost a daily occurrence for a while. So you went from you know, once a month or once a, a week to a, basically a daily occurrence. That's correct. Some days more than one. What about your experience with um, people that have died? Did the, did the death rate change in your experience? Because you, you, in your job you see deaths and you attend at death scenes. Based on what I saw in 2022, I saw a lot of the cardiac arrests that occurred that I attended to did not respond to our normal treatments. Now, my understanding is, is that for the health authority that you work at in, in the paramedics, there are roughly about 750 employees. That's correct, approximately, yeah, between 750 and 800, yeah. And of those, roughly 400 are males. I'd say, yeah, that would be a fair estimate. Now, before the vaccines, can you share with me roughly how many of those um, came down with COVID and what the outcomes were? To my knowledge, during the first two waves, which was the original in Delta, approximately 70 paramedics caught COVID. And uh, as far as I know, they all recovered and they're all back to work. Now, what happened after the vaccines rolled out to those 750 paramedics? Well, in our company, there's one case that I do know of where uh, a gentleman in his 40s, after his booster developed myocarditis within about two days, 
ended up in the hospital. That's one out of 400 in, in males. Are there any other irregularities that you became aware of, personally aware of? There are, yeah. Okay, what percentage would have gotten COVID after the vaccinations? During the Omicron wave, at least 70% of the company got COVID. So 70% 70, 70 of 750 employees. Uh, yeah, that includes part-timers as well. So some people work full-time and then there's a group of part-timers as well. It's fairly significant too. They work in other services as well. Now, having experienced what you experienced, what would you suggest that we do differently if this ever happens again? I would like to see bodily autonomy respected. I would like to see no discrimination based on personal choice. I would like the public health authorities to consider other opinions by other academics, case in point being the Great Barrington Declaration, which was co-authored by a professor from Stanford, a former professor from Harvard, and a professor from Oxford, which took into account the high-risk groups and how to protect them while allowing society to continue their life without restrictions or mandates. I would also like to see Public Health Canada run the pandemic themselves without the World Health uh, Organization recommendations like one size fits all, because that's not right. And that's not science. Thank you. I have no further questions. I'll ask the commissioners if they have any questions. No questions. So, um, thank you. Ramus, on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, we thank you so much for coming today and testifying. Thank you.